Welcome to the Who Needs Instructions podcast, the podcast that wants to get men talking. So welcome along then to the Who Needs Instructions podcast, and I am delighted to be joined today by a gentleman uh, who I call my friend and uh, a a, a business connection, I suppose, as well. It's a gentleman by the name of Ashley Leeds. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. My friend, yeah, great great to be here, and thanks very much for inviting me on. just been listening to the, the the one way the guy rode across the Atlantic. I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah, it's not all about epic sort of missions on the Who Needs Instructions podcast. Don't worry about that. I have to say as well, for people who are listening to this, we are doing a video recording as well for the first time ever. Uh, I've recorded myself on video, but Ashley has uh, kindly agreed. But I have to say he's probably agreed because he has the best background ever i mean i'm i have got shed envy my friend <laughs> well um i'm in here a lot of the time and and i'm doing a lot of uh video zooms and things like that with people so it's got to have something interesting to look at and um you can tell that the music and the guide dogs are a big part of my life Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get straight into it then. So Ashley, first of all, I know you as Ashley Leeds Full Cup Coaching, but I think that's quite a fairly new transition for you. So maybe if you can give us a a brief resume of your CV to find out how you got to where you are today, and then we'll talk about what it is that you do at the moment. Really? I thought this was only an hour long. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So I'm, I'm a chef by trade. Um, and we wanted to start a family, so I went into sales. I've had 30 years in sales, um, the last 14 years of which I've been working with accountants, um, helping them with software. Um, and the last two and a half years, well, three years, actually, uh, I went and worked with a lady who set up a, a company helping accountants to grow. So I did an awful lot of coaching with them. And um, I just, just accountants are under my skin. I know how they work. I know the pressures that they're under, what they do, what makes them tick. And, and it was just an obvious choice for me to then go and, and set up my own business so that I can concentrate more on the coaching bit, the talking to people bit, which is why you've managed to get me on here, because I just love talking to people and, and hearing their stories and, and finding out what we can do to help make them better. And that, that can be absolutely anything. So, yeah, that, that's a very, very brief history of how I got to where I am today. Perfectly summarised. Thank you, mate. Uh, now, the thing about that is, obviously, you you are, as you just said, you love talking to people. You're an excellent communicator. The times that I've seen you online and spoken to you in person, you know, I've got that. And I think that is key to potentially, you know, someone who has spent a lot of time in sales. Uh, my background is also sales. I, I sold cars and mobile telephones and uh, even fire extinguishers. So, uh, you know, we have that sort of, uh, in. Uh, I think you've been selling probably software and things like that in the past but so you know there is that side to your nature and my nature where actually having conversations with people is really really important but obviously who needs instructors is all about men talking to each other and I know for a fact that you are a very open individual and I would like to find out today um do you think that is I I personally think obviously it's helped you it's helped me but has there ever has there ever been a, a negative side to that when you've been open and it's kind of come back to bite you on the ass maybe? Oh, that's great, isn't it? Um, yeah, my heart is on my sleeve, um, and, and so I display my vulnerability. Um, and there are people out there that that take take the Mickey and 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 use that to their advantage, but they're in the minority. Um, I've got I've got thick skin and broad shoulders, and and so. 
I I try not to let what people think about me bother me um, because the people that matter are the people that care and 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 that that's what's important and so yeah I I put myself out there um, and and I and I, I overshare but that <laughs> creates much much better much better relationships I feel and um, you know when, when I when I left my previous job I had messages from people saying you're more than just a coach um, and, and, I, and I like to call them my friends as opposed to customers members clients whatever else you want to you know whatever you want to call them um i've, I've worked with accountants for, for donkey's years as i've just said and there's, there's one guy i go away camping with regularly um and and you, you know that that's that's the sort of person i am I, I i just love being around people and 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 talking and helping them so yeah yeah i mean I, again the, the the whole ethos behind who needs instructions is to help guys who do find it difficult to communicate um, and, and show them that there is, you know, if you want to open up, if you want to, like you, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I think sometimes that, you know, that makes me vulnerable. And there are a tiny proportion of people who would take advantage of that. But generally speaking, uh, I am being the authentic and genuine me. Uh, and that sits much more comfortably with my own sort of state of mind than trying to be, again, like we said, you know, trying to be that salesperson. I was the worst car salesman in the world because I wanted to make friends with all my clients. And my customer, my boss was always getting on my, you know, getting on my case. You know, he's like, Matt, you've got to sell, got to sell. I think in my entire uh, car selling career, which spanned about eight years, I sold one car. I sold one car to this woman who came in, wanted to spend £5,000 on a car. And I made her buy, I believe, a £9,000 car because it was my boss's car and he wanted it sold because he wanted a new one. And to this day, as you can tell, that still sits really uncomfortably with me. So there's been that sort of legacy that I've taken forward. And, and, and now, you know, like you, I work for myself and I have a very close connection with my customers. Most of the time we're communicating via WhatsApp or I'm going to see them face to face. And I believe that I now have a much better understanding of how their business works because of the vulnerabilities that I offer and they hopefully then in hand or in return see that they're going to get you know a good service from someone like myself or someone like yourself because we're not trying to be shady and sneaky we are just being genuine so they get they get to see everything basically and I you know I think that works and I believe that you're probably of a similar mindset and that's what I want to help other guys see that this can be a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. No, I totally agree with you on the on the selling. Um, I don't think I've sold anything in my career in sales. Um, basically, what I've done is I've helped people to buy, and 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 I think that that's that's the different thing. And I've worked with, I've I've worked in some amazing industries with some real sharp sales guys or shady sales guys, depending on what way you look at it. And 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 you know, when you say you're in sales, everyone thinks of the of the used car salesman or the double glazing salesman. And I'm sorry if that's if that's you guys. And I know that they're not all the same. Um, but but that's the preconception that people have about sales. And and so as soon as you say, hi, I'm from sales, it's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Mm. But when you phone them up, and, and today, when I phone people up today, my number comes up on their phone, and they know who it is. And they answer the phone and go, hi, Ash, how are you? And, and it's sort of like, that is great, you know. They, they don't. They don't go. Yeah, who's this? Yeah. Or I haven't got time. Or I've got to get past Sally. 
and, and and that's the way I've always been. You know, in my very first sales role, I was doing door to door insurance. Um, but when Jess was born, that what soon after I went round, they were giving me presents, they were giving me cardigans they'd knitted and all kinds of stuff. And these are people that I'm going around and seeing regularly every week, collecting money and, and, and you know, selling the new policies and stuff like that. And they, they were friends. They were yeah. interested in, in, in my newborn. They were interested in, in how I was getting on and stuff like that. And so that's the way I've always been. And I think that stems back to when I was in catering and hospitality and trying to make people have a lovely holiday, a lovely lunch, a lovely dinner, whatever it was I was doing. And, and, and that's just been with me ever since. So, you know, if, if, if I'm working with you, I will make sure that you have a really good time, which is why I was a little bit late um, when we joined this morning. <laughs> Not a problem. He did need to duck out and get a quick coffee. <laughs> now, Ashley, talk to me about the Empowerment Group, because I was personally a member of it during lockdown. Uh, and, and kind of tell me, explain to everybody else that wasn't a part of that what it was and, and mainly how it came about, why, why it started. Oh my goodness. Um, it changed my life. <laughs> Absolutely changed my life. Um, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that in a flippant way either. It's um, so Vic, Vic Williams, mutual friend, um, messaged a group of us and said, we're going to go into uncharted waters with this COVID thing. And I think we need to do something that we all connect and, and, and meet up on a regular basis over Zoom. And I messaged him and I was sort of like touched that he'd invited me along. I bet him a few times at a couple of LinkedIn locals. And I was really touched that, it, that, it, that he'd messaged me and I, I sort of like sent him back a load of questions. Have you thought about this? What about that? How about this? How about that? You know, give us a shout and you're happy to help. He phoned me up pretty soon afterwards and we had a good old chat and I ended up helping him. And, and I think we used my Zoom to start off with. Um, and Basically, we went into lockdown. Um, they were talking about it. It was on the news every single night. You know, people were dying, people were getting COVID, and we were talking about shutting borders and all kinds of things. It was just chaos. And and so we said, right, we're going to start meeting up. We're going to meet up on Zoom, 8.30. And we all met up. And there was a few people. And, and we all had a little natter. And sort of like, oh, so what are you going to do? And oh, what about this? What about that? And then the next morning, a few more came. And then the next morning, a few more came. And we, we were getting 40 to 50 people every single morning. And um, the day we went into lockdown, it, it wasn't the end of the world because we'd already created a few friendships and those friendships got stronger and stronger. And we were meeting up every single day, even at weekends um, and, and just chatting about nothing, chatting about whatever. And, and then we go into breakout rooms and we talk about, you know, how is this is affecting us. And then we started sharing stories and and back in 2007 um we, we had something big happen as our family and, and and to cut a very long story short we ended up without anywhere to live and we didn't have a job um and, and that at the time for, for for myself and my family i mean my, my kids were i don't know 15 and 12 at the time that was insurmountable and it was horrible and we were crying every night for a, for a, a good week or two and I shared that story with everybody that morning. And, and just by getting it out there, I felt I was helping people, you know, because if I could get through that, then we can get through anything. You know, we've been locked down and we can't do this and we can't do that. And it was scary and it was horrible. But I shared that story and so many people came back. Oh, my God, thanks for sharing that. And I think 
that then then other people started sharing their stories and we've all got a story that we've overcome something or something difficult's happened and and because we were all sharing that we got really really close and and literally this morning uh, i've i've just hosted a a, a catch up which we, we just do it once a month now because they are good friends and and some of these people i still haven't met um and <laughs> yeah. af- and and, and af- after today what what one of the ladies sent me a lovely voice message um but it, it was it was just incredible but if it wasn't for that group i wouldn't be doing the, the this i wouldn't have set up my business on my own I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have done the, the, the things that I've done during the year, um, but being in that group has given me so much more confidence to do so many other things. So I, I'm so pleased that you brought that up because it is a big part of me. And and talking to some of the people today, it's a big part of them as well. So yeah, it was an absolutely amazing thing to do and to be part of. Um, so yeah, I would cherish that. It, it was a lifesaver for me, my friend. Let me tell you that now. You know, I was living in a flat on my own in Tunbridge Wells. Sorry, in in Exeter at the time. I don't know why I said Tunbridge Wells. That's where I grew up. Uh, it's because you got me thinking about my sales jobs. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I was living in a, in a flat in Exeter on my own. And the empowerment group came up, Zoom calls every morning, half past eight. We used to have fancy dress Fridays. You know, there were some lovely touching stories like yours, but there was also a lot of laughter on there. And, you know, I, I was self-isolating on my own and that was my companionship. And it was the way that my morning and my day started. And it was inspirational. It really helped me. And I know it's helped literally hundreds of other people. And again, that comes from having, you know, a conversation with a guy like Vic Williams, who, again, I must get onto the podcast, a fascinating character uh, with some brilliant stories to tell, but, you know, a mutual friend of ours. And, uh, you know, he was kind of seen as the host, but obviously you were there as well. And, you know, it was just truly. And again, I don't think that would have. I say that now, you know, it, it took a character like yourself and a character like Vic to host something like that, because we're a little bit British and then we're a little bit reserved. And, you know, will people want to turn up? And again, it's showing that it's it's allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to potentially fail. Um, I can't see how something like that would have ever failed because it was getting people together in a time where they really needed it. But, you know, there was that potential to fail. And by putting yourself out there and, and hosting these these chats, these conversations, which, you know, 18 months later, there is still a core group of people who are getting together. And like you say, I, I think you've you've transitioned from one job to the other in that time that the empowerment group has been going, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. 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 When 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 I when I left my job, I wasn't sure what I was going to do, but so many people said you should go out on your own, and and it was the it, it was it was what people were saying, um, and, and a lot of them were from the empowerment group because of what what they've seen I can do because you don't believe you can do something, um, and you do sometimes you do need someone to kick your bottom and, and make you do something. So, yeah, I think, I think um, yeah, it, it it has changed my life the empowerment group. So thank you, Vic. And everybody else that that were on there because it was, I, I think, because people were sharing those stories, we all became vulnerable together, mm. and and uh, you know it was it, it was great. And I feel that you probably just see the book in the background, um, just I can. there. Yeah. Um, and and that that means a lot to me. It's, it's it's got pride of place in my in my shed. And tell us for people who don't know what that book was about. What why why was that put book put together? Um, so we've been going for a while and, uh, it was, uh, Nikki, I believe 
uh, Nikki Dunn, who turned around to the rest of the group and said, guys, we need to do something for Ashley, Vic and Rachel, um, because we, we, we sort of like instigated it and kept it going. And, and you know, off off from the, the morning calls, we'd, we'd have chats with other people and help them and goodness knows what else. Um, so she put together this book and she, she messaged everybody unbeknown to us three mm-hmm. um, saying that this is, this is what we're going to do. And so people sent in photos, people sent in messages, um, handwritten stuff, and it's all been put into this lovely book. And so we've got a memento of that time. And and the, the, the messages in there are absolutely heartwarming. Um, so anyway, we're doing this, we're doing this um, morning show and um, it was a fun Friday. So I ended up running the fun Friday. So you never knew what you were going to get on a fun Friday. So it was always <laughs> so much fun. But we had a photographer. So so Will uh, came and, and was doing a talk. And he must have known because there was a knock on the door. And then Leslie comes in uh, with, with this book uh, to me. Meanwhile, Nikki's gone to Vic and James Twigger has gone to Rachel. And we've all get this book at the same time. It was just incredible. Um, so, yeah, we were all speechless that day. Well, it was well deserved, and, and like you say, someone like Nikki Dunn to put that together, and you know her idea again. Uh, but it speaks of you know the characters of the people that were helping this group. You know, you're facilitating everything, you're bringing it together. So you know, it's absolutely wonderful. And I bet you look back at that book in years to come, and just you'll you'll see a positive, a massive positive that came from an awful situation, a pandemic, and a lockdown. So well done to to all involved. Now. Clearly behind you on the wall are two guitars. Now, I happen to know that music is a massive part of your life. Uh, You've been uh, at one time, I think, were you doing daily lunchtime gigs? Is that right? So I love walking, Matt. And, 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 you know, it's great to get out there in the open air and and, and do walking. And um, I think I averaged something like 15,000 odd steps per day last year. Um, So that is getting up early, going for a walk having a walk at lunchtime and then having a walk in the evening. I've got a dog, so that's quite easy. Um, but lockdown came and you were only allowed to go out once a day. And mm-hmm. um, so I went out uh, between four and five every single morning and, and did my 10,000 steps every day. Um, it, 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 but, but then you get to lunchtime and, and I'm, I'm one of these people that have to shut the laptop down at lunchtime. You can't, I don't, I never sit and work through my lunch. I, I get out and clear my head. So I'm sat in the garden having some lunch. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And I'm stuck here for three three weeks. It was three weeks, yeah? Yeah, initially. Um, <laughs> and, and so, so, so what am I going to do for three weeks? I know what I'll do. I'll play my guitar and I'll go live on my Facebook channel. Um, so uh, any, anyone who knows Just Dandy, that's my alter ego. I pressed play and I, I played I played one song and it's still on my it's still on my Facebook page. You can go back and watch it. And what you'll see is you'll see this very nervous, uh, unconfident guy that can't play very well, sitting on a wall, talking to himself. Okay. The, 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 and I only played one song because the phone rang and it was a customer. And, and, and at that time, it was just, you know, you just had to do everything to help these guys. So I finished the call and went back on and did a few more songs. And I did exactly the same the next day. And obviously it went on longer than, than, than three, three weeks. And I carried on doing it. And as we were coming out of lockdown, I was getting close to 100 consecutive gigs. So I actually carried on to the 100 and then dropped it down to Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then recently, since I've set up this business, uh, it's now Tuesday and Thursday. So yesterday I did gig number 264. Wow. And, and, if, <laughs> and if, you'd have joined, if you'd have joined yesterday, 
You'd have seen this guy that is confident in front of the camera. You'd see this guy that's learned a load more songs. You'll see a guy that loves singing. You'll see a guy that loves playing guitar. And you'll see a guy that doesn't mind if he makes a mistake when he plays a guitar and he laughs it off. Um, two different guys, yeah. but it's still me. And, and again, you know, we, I, I can personally see you growing day by day. And, and you know, it's it's refreshing because I feel like I'm on a, a similar journey. I think most people probably are. I don't know many people that think, OK, that's it. I'm done. I'm sorted. This is going to be me for the rest of my life. Um, so I've seen you evolve and I've seen that confidence grow, certainly in front of camera by playing a guitar, something that I would never dream of doing. I mean, I, you know, for starters, I can't play a musical instrument, although I had a go at the oboe at school, which was a, an, a, an extraordinary instrument to try and learn. Um, but, Absolutely. you know, but I can stand up on a stage and talk to a crowd of people. But, you know, when it comes to performing, no. But you have a very good friend, and I hope you don't mind me talking about this, uh, who actually I met Will through work. I used to work with him when he was a, a assistant. I did some social media training for his firm. And then I kind of put two and two together. And I think you used to have a band called, is it Vine and Dandy? Uh, we, we are still Vine and Dandy. We've been together for over 10 years, Matt. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, Will Vine. Yeah. Um, his uh, so so his uncle, who's not really his uncle, but that that's another story, um, is my guitar teacher, and uh, obviously ten years ago or so, I was in a rock band, and I love I love being in a rock band. Fronting a rock band is absolutely great fun, but you need you know you need loads of people to to, to make that noise, and I just fancied doing something a little bit different. So I said to the guitar teacher, "Do you know anybody?" that's um, going to, that, that, that would play a guitar and, and allow me to sing with them. He says, well, yeah, my, my nephew, who's not my nephew. And, <laughs> and that's how I met Will. So, so Will and I grab hold of songs that you know and love and turn them into something a little different. Um, so it's me singing, Will playing guitar. He does a few harmonies. And then now and again, I jump on my cajon and knock seven bells out of that. And, and that's fine and dandy. And we've done weddings. We've performed at the Folk Festival. We've done gigs at the Donkey Sanctuary. You know, we, when, when we were busy, we were really busy. Then, then he's had a couple of kids and, and, you know, life takes over. So, But if someone found up today and Will was able to do it, we could go out tomorrow and we could do a gig and we haven't practiced for, for months. Um, but, but we would be able to go out and just, just knock it out of the park because we know each other so well and we know how we work. I... I love one of my favorite songs to sing is Purple Rain by by Prince. And the timing on that is really difficult. And I think that I get it, I nail it perfect every time. I don't. He is such a good guitarist. He <laughs> compensates for me. So it, it's it's a match made in heaven, it really is. So yeah, so that's fine and dandy. It's brilliant. So and to carry on that story again, this is where I again I hope you don't mind me talking about this, but but Will, your your you know your bandmate, uh, his children, he's got a couple of children, but but one of his children started to feel well. She fell quite ill, and because again, I think of the confidence that you've grown and and your your need as a human being to want to help. That is that is Ashley leads to me to a T, and you wanted to try and help and raise some money so that his daughter could get some treatment. I believe. So tell us tell us what you did, mate. Okay, so first thing. Um... Lily is absolutely fine. She's, she's, she's had all her treatment. She's rung that bell um, and, and she, she's in remission. So that's, that's uh, it's a spoiler alert, but it's a nice spoiler alert. And I, I don't like starting the story and you start worrying. But he phoned me on, on Father's Day last year. 
So we're still in lockdown. We're still in. I think we were allowed out a little bit, but there was lots of restrictions and, and stuff like that. And he rang me uh, on Father's Day at about six o'clock in the evening, and um, we chat now and again, but we don't have huge long chats, you know. But you know, we've we've known each other, like I say, for ten years. And he phoned me to say that um, Lily was in hospital. And you know, your, your immediate thought is, so if she's in hospital, why are you talking to me? But you're only allowed one person in with you if you're in hospital. So mum was, so 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 um, Sarah was in with Lily and poor old Will was pacing the car park. And um, we just had a chat. And you, you'd, if you phone me, right, I'm going to turn it into a laugh and a joke because that's how I am. That's that's how I cope with pressure. You know, I, I find the funny side in, in, in all kinds of things. But we, we had a good old natter and we were... We, we, we ended up having a little laugh and a joke about certain things. And I'd like to think that he, he, he put, when he put the phone down, he felt a little bit better. And I, it, I haven't really chatted to him about that, but um, it's, it's what came next is I went through COVID on that journey with Will and his family and, and, and little Lily. And, and when I was bumping into people that were moaning because they couldn't have their nails done or they couldn't go and watch the football or they couldn't go and do this, that and the other, I just really wanted to grab hold of them and shake them really hard and say, look, do you realise how difficult ever people have got it? Um, but I didn't. And, and, and always in the back of my mind, I wanted to do something. And the first thing I said, so, so a few years ago, I raised, um, I think it was about a grand actually, um, having my head shaved. And so I thought, oh, I'll do that and have my head shaved. And, and you know, so, you know, I look like Lily and, and what have you. Um, but, you know, people would around me were saying, no, that's not, that's, that's, that's no good. That's no good. And, and so I, in the back of my head, I, there was something I, wa- I, I wanted to raise some money. All through lockdown, I, as you know, music's a big part of my life. And I do an open mic. Um, and we couldn't obviously do that through lockdown. So I did it on Zoom. So we had all these people coming in once a week, <laughs> do, it, do it on the Zoom and, and do it, doing a little song each. And, and that kept people going. So that was the equivalent of the empowerment group for one of my musician friends. And we got to nearly a year. And I said to the guys, I said, it's going to be a year soon, guys. Are we going to do anything to mark the occasion? And, you know, give us an idea of what, what, what we could do. And some, someone said, oh, why don't we do two hours and we could do two songs and maybe get a bit of cake and have a beer. And, 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 I, and I thought like, well, I want to do something more than that. And, and one day I was, I was in the shower and it just hit me. Why don't we do a 24 hour open mic and raise some money for Lily? Um, and and so, so, so there was that the idea was spawned. I sent a message around to the group again and I said, guys, I've had this really stupid idea. What does anyone think? And one guy wrote back and said, 24 hours, that's ridiculous. Um, it, I, I would suggest you just perhaps do three or, or maybe six. You could raise a little bit of money, but you know, no one's going to do 24 hours. So faced with that, you know me. <laughs> I just thought, right, okay, so I've got to do it now. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so we started talking about what, what we were going to do. And so Lily and Will and, and Sarah went up to Bristol for, for her treatment. And so that's jumping in the car at stupid early. And, and, and so, so what um, Click Sergeant has now changed their name to uh, Young Lives Versus Cancer. Um, they have, for want of a better word, to call it a hostel. So it's like a hotel or whatever. And in there, there is a room for a family and a little bit of a kitchen and stuff like that. So, They've got somewhere to stay. It's a safe haven. 
and they don't have to get up early and travel to Bristol. They can just get out and, and go and have the treatment and they've got somewhere to come back to. So they don't have to go up every day. Um, they get their parking paid for and any and, and loads of other amazing help that, that this charity does. Just helping the family get through this, you know, um, how do we find this out? How do we find that? And they really, really help the family. And and so I, I said to Will, I said, look, I want to do something. Um, what do you think about this? And he said, that's fantastic. So I got involved with with um, the charity. A lovely uh, lady called Steph. Uh, she she like was my mentor or whatever. I, I, I don't know what her job title is, but she was amazing. And uh, she said, if you can hang what you want to raise on something, then people are more likely to, to give money. Yeah. And, and so initially I thought 24 hours, £100 an hour, that's about two and a half grand. And if I can raise two and a half grand, I'd be pretty pleased. So um, she said that it costs 33 quid to put a family up per night. And, and so six months is £6,022. So I thought, that's a bold target. Let's aim for that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. And then I'm thinking, right, 24 hours, okay. Um, and I know a few musicians, so I could probably fill quite a few of those slots if we did an hour long. But that's only 24 people, so that's only, like, it's, it's hard to get money. So if we had more people... So I hit on 15-minute slots and I need 96 musicians. Um, Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, So I managed to get 77 musicians. I I really struggled with the uh, 4 o'clock to to 6, 4 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. I bet. Um, But a couple of the hardcore guys, the the guys that have been coming to the open mic regularly, they turned around and said, look, if you get stuck, Ash, I will do whatever I can to help. And, And then... I, I found a few up, and so I, so I had people from America coming in. I had a, I had a guy that was work, that, that had worked with um, Sheik, the the guy from Sheik. I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he'd worked with him. So it's and I had a rock band from um, uh, Massachusetts or wherever it was. It is so, so loads of people. I had an Italian guy, and so so it was it was global. Um, I'm still waiting on Chris Martin to come back to me, but never mind. Um, but but and he was in LA, so it would be perfect time for him. Um, so so these guys, I turned around to him and said, "Look, um, Mike and Julia are happy to do something, and, and and Andrew's happy to do something. Well, you do something. Yeah, that's absolutely fine." And basically, at four a.m. in the morning, we were all there, just chatting and playing music, and and it was just incredible. And if you speak to any of those guys now, I think it was six or seven of them. If you speak to any of those guys now and ask them what was the best bit, the best bit was that 4 a.m. bit. Um, so anyway, we got we got 77 musicians. We started on Friday night at 4, 4 p.m. Okay, so after I'd done a day's work, yeah. The night before, the night this is this is the weird thing, mate. The night before, I went to bed at, at ten ish. Uh, I was having a conversation with somebody who'd heard about it and wanted to get involved. So I probably got to, to sleep at about 11. I woke up absolutely buzzing at 4 a.m. on the Friday. Okay. So we started at 4 p.m. I'd already been awake 12 hours. <laughs> um, so, so my initial thought was, um, there's a few people in the group that I could turn around and go, look, there's the Zoom. You take over um, and I'll go and go to bed and then I'll come back and we'll do a little bit more. And my daughter didn't quite grab me by the throat, but she turned around to me and said, Dad, you have got to do every single hour of this 24 hour challenge because it has got to be a challenge to you, 
like it's been a challenge to Will, Lily and the family. Mm. And and you could have knocked me down with a feather. And, and that's that, you, you know, I feel proud that my daughter can have that conversation with me and, and, and you know, and, and, and point me in that right direction. So I was like, right, yeah, I'm going to do this 24 hours. So I stayed up for 24 hours. Um, and it was just incredible. The whole, and, and I did all this in three weeks, Matt. Yeah. Because it was it, so. So when when I spawned the idea, it was it was um, it gone. It was it was. I had three and a half weeks basically. So when I started the ball rolling, I had three weeks and two days, I think it was, um, to pull it all together. So I was on the phone to loads of people, messaging everybody. Um, but it was just incredible, and everybody was joining on Zoom, and they were joining on 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 YouTube, and and, and commenting, and it was just absolutely amazing and people were well I've, I've since I, I speak to people today about it and they go I couldn't go to bed I just wanted to keep watching because <laughs> basically every 15 minutes we had a new superstar play mm. and if I was ever going to do it again I would probably hold auditions and stuff like that and really know who the person was but because they were all coming in left right and center and I was trying to do a job as well and doing the, the, the you know the morning calls and goodness everything else that I was doing um, I really didn't have as, as much time as I would have liked to, to do it. And I, I did it virtually on my own. And um, I'd sort of like, right, we've got so-and-so up next. I'm like, hi, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I quickly find my notes that I've made and stuff like that. And I'm like, right, okay. And you're, and they start playing. And they were amazing. They're like, oh my goodness, where did you come from? And it was just, it really was a lucky dip. And I lucked out. Absolutely. It was absolutely superb. So yeah, absolutely. Most best thing I've ever done, actually. It was really incredible. And uh, tell us how much you raised, please, mate. Oh, right. Okay. So I had a phone call from Steph um, Friday morning before we even went live. She said, you're getting close to your target. I think you should up it. And I'd already thought I'd already thought that. You see, the thing is, right, if you see a charity thing on a Just Giving page and it says, um, you know, 99% of the target, you're not going to yeah. give any money. Correct. If you see it, 50% of the target, you're going to give some money. So I just went all in. She said, why don't you make it 10 grand? And I said, well, no, let's make it 12 months. So instead of <laughs> instead of 6,022, let's go for 12,044. Um, and, and so um, remember Mike Reed, the DJ? Yes. Yeah, he actually played um uh, the, the 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 penultimate slot so when we got to him we announced the the target and we were going through and, and announcing it all the time we were at about eight thousand odd quid by then um and it was just incredible and it, that was I, I i i think i almost started having hit my original target which was three times my original thought of two yeah. grand wasn't it yeah, so yeah so i was already flying high as a kite um, so yeah, we got we got to eight eight grand or so, and then um, your your Laura was wonderful. So she she gave us loads of airtime. So thank you for that. And um, we got on BBC TV, we got, we got on BBC Radio a few times, uh, and then BBC TV uh, put us on Spotlight, and they put us on Spotlight on the Wednesday um, that Lily was going in to ring the bell. L Lily had her last day of treatment, and that's the day she rang the bell. So they ran a bit of a story on the news in the morning, and then they ran a bit. Of, uh, then at lunchtime they rang the bell and then in the evening broadcast at, at, at six-ish they, they did the full story so there was a bit of well there was a bit of lily there's a bit of ringing the bell and a little bit of what, what I'd got up to um, 
Take your time. <laughs> Sorry. Take your time. Take your time. It's fine. So it was it was it was seven o'clock. It, so it was the last item on the news. And at seven o'clock, I got notification. And we were we were about eighteen hundred quid away from the target. And literally two minutes after the news had finished, we had a, a, a donation of eighteen hundred quid. <sighs> and we hit our twelve grand target. Amazing. You're going to set me off now. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, don't apologize. <laughs> and I, I, came, I came straight off that. I came straight off that and went straight onto Zoom and, 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 and on, onto the Facebook page to thank everybody. And I was crying buckets. It was just incredible. And, and the money kept rolling in and, and we're, we're nearly at 16 grand. That's incredible, mate. I mean, you, I mean you're, you're a modest guy. Um, so I'm just going to tell you what an amazing thing that it is that you did. Uh, You know that deep down. Um, And and I know so many people are appreciative. And thank you for starting the story because I didn't know how Lily was. So that is magnificent, mate. I'm so pleased. So pleased. Thank you. And it was was doing that. And and, and I I reached out to a few people and I, I didn't... You know, you get people turn around and they go, oh, can you do this and can you do that? I didn't want to be that person because... Everyone struggled during lockdown um, and there was lots of money raising going on and people, you know, it's sort of like, oh, can you put some money in this pot, put some money in that pot? And I didn't want to be that guy. Um, and, and so I reached out to a few people. I, I, I can't remember how I did it, but it, it was definitely in the empowerment group. And I said, you know, I'm doing this if anyone wants to help. Um, and the few people that, 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 that did so, I then picked on them and, and said, look, could you do this? Can you do that? So, um, I'd shout out some names. So Lucy helped me with, um, with with some PR. Leslie helped me with some marketing and PR. Hannah helped me with some marketing. Uh, Paul, um, Nikki, um, they helped me with running the, the night. And I've, I've missed loads of other people as well. But there was a real core people doing it. And I think that's what made it so successful. Um, I've been involved in committees before. And we've gone and done things. I, I set up a, a music festival in a village I used to live in. And there was like, you know, 10, 15 people on a committee. If you have 10, 15 people on a committee, it takes too long to do something. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, right, I'm going to do this. And that's what I did. And I'm going to do that. And that's what I did. No, no one turned around to me and said, oh, I think you should do 10 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever. I just went, I'm doing 50 minutes. Um, and then and then, and then then worked out how to do it. Got me Calendly working and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's uh, a great learning curve. But the messages I was getting from people, they're saying, you know, like you're inspiring and stuff like that. Oh, that's not me. It um, is. But, it but, is. But, but well, I know now. But <laughs> but you know, it, it wasn't just one person saying it. It was like, oh, you're incredible, and it was just absolutely amazing. Um, and I bumped into I bumped into a guy because uh, because I'd messaged all these musicians and sort of like, can you come and do a Zoom for me? Oh, I don't know about that. I haven't played in a while. I had musicians messaging me afterwards saying, thank you so much for doing that. I've got back into music again. Yeah. Because there were so many of my musician friends that haven't picked up the guitar for 12 months. Their fingers have gone soft and I reignited their passion for music. So it, it, it just, it just brought people together. It was just, I, I, I keep saying incredible, but it was, it was, it was just of its time. And I don't think it would ever work again. Because I think everyone was just so pent up with everything. We, we were in a third lockdown. We were, didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't really know when we were coming out. 
and there wasn't any live music. So it was a, you know, it was it was it was perfect of its time. And I can see the joy that it brings to you, you know, that you did that. And and I always look like you know, when you do good things for other people, it makes you feel good. So I actually think by doing good things for other people is a little bit selfish sometimes. That's the way I kind of feel about it, because I know the joy uh, that it brings to me. <laughs> I, I, and, and, and this this is this is something that's that's um, you, you know what altruism is. Yes. But the joy that it brings to the altruist, they're getting something from it as well. Absolutely. Um, and it, it, I've, I've done a course on neuroscience. So it's all the good, it's all the good chemicals that are going off in your brain. So, so yeah, if, if you want to feel good, give something and it doesn't have to be a million dollars. It could just be helping someone across the road. It can just be smiling to someone or just asking someone how they're feeling today. Um, so, someone said to me, um, it's not what you do for someone it's how you make them feel. And uh, I, I like to think that when people have, spoken to me they, they feel a little bit better definitely i felt well i didn't feel bad when i started this call but i feel amazing now so thank you um let's get to our final four questions for you okay now i know you listen to my podcast first of all thank you i really appreciate that um and it's been a joy having you on so those first those last four questions as always uh, what do you think it takes to be a man in the 21st century ash yeah so I think being uh, authentic, and I know, I know that word is overused, but it, it, it's, it's being authentic, it's being approachable, it's being human, and it's being open and honest. Um, and and I, I don't think you can do any more than that. And, and you know, and, and everybody that knows me knows that I'm all of those. So, you know, I, I have some incredible conversations with people. Excellent. Who has inspired or who's been the most influential person or people in your life? Um, well, I've been given this an awful lot of thought, right? Um, I've got to say my wife and my kids awesome. because I, I've, I've, I've known Debbie for 35 years and, and she's been my wife for 33 of those. And that's why I get up in the morning. And, and, and I, if there's anything I'm worried about, I'll ask Debbie. So, you know, she is a hundred percent behind me with this business. And, and so, so anything I ever do, so it's definitely Debbie. I was only having a conversation on last week's podcast about the way that I love it when guys talk positively about their partners because I'm fed up with the amount of times I used to go down the pub and hear blokes going, my bloody wife this and my missus that and all this sort of stuff. And, you know, why are you with her if that's the way you feel about her? So it is just so nice to hear you talk about your wife that way. What a wonderful thing to say. Thank you, Ash. Question number three. What sort of legacy would you like to leave, sir? Um, I just just want people to, to just know that they can do whatever they want whenever they want and, that, and, and not to worry about what other people think about them uh, because that's how I live my life. And, and if, if people can take a little bit of that from me to them, then that's that's all I want. And I, I want my I want my kids to bring their kids up in the same sort of manner. So, yeah, that's 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 all I really want. Lovely. And you know what's coming because I know you're a listener. So here we go then. I am big expectations now, Ash. Uh, tell me, please, your best dad joke. Right. Okay. So I've got loads. Okay. Um, my <laughs> Why doesn't my, that surprise my, me? <laughs> my, my son-in-law, David, just laughs so much. And my kids just go, oh, David, you don't have to prove anything anymore. But he just, he just loves laughing. Um, so the one that I always do, right, and and... It's at meal times, okay. 
and you get a little bit of gravy on your chin. I always say, got some on your chin, love. And when they go to wipe it off, it's not that one. And, and so because I've been doing that so long, it's sort of like they, they wipe, wipe it off before I even say anything. And, and so you, you just don't want to eat in front of me. That's, and, and I think that's, that, that, there's loads of other jokes, but I think that one's the one that the kids hate the most. Brilliant. Uh, now, listen, Ash, thank you so much for your time. I, I, it's been wonderful. I, I, you've, you've exceeded my expectations of what I thought this podcast would be like. So thank you for that. Selfishly, it's been joyous. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way they can get hold of Ash? Uh, well, so I'm, I'm known as the 15 minute guy on LinkedIn. So just find me on LinkedIn. Um, uh, so, so yeah, come and have a chat. I, like, as you say, I love talking to people. Um, you can book a, a 15 minute call with me if you want to find out more. That's the easiest way to do it. So yeah, find me on LinkedIn. Search for Ashley Leeds, the 15 minute guy. That's fantastic. Ashley, thank you so much for your time. You're a top banana. I love your openness, your honesty, your your vulnerability in that. And I could learn a lot from you about not caring what other people think. I think I definitely am, am guilty of that. So uh, that is a lesson I'm going to take away from today's podcast. Uh, thanks for your time, mate. And I will see you face to face very soon. I look forward to that, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Who Needs Instructions podcast. We release a new episode every week, so make sure to subscribe and we'll speak to you again soon.